This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Back to the Ticket Weeknights. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the Riffin' with Raph and AD show here on 93.7 The Ticket. Right now we've got Riley Washington, former Husker, on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Uh, Feel free to call in if you have any questions for Riley, number 402-464-5685. Or feel free to text us on the Sarder Heyman Hotline, 402-464-5685. And we are back again with Riley. Riley, I got a question for you. What made you choose the number three at the university? Uh, uh, three. I'm not sure I can say that on the air. No, um, uh, nah, it was just a, you know, that's kind of a hard one to go into. Um, cause I have so many reasons why, why I picked three. Um, I just like three a lot. Um, Yeah, I, I, you know what? I can't. I couldn't give you a real reason. I mean, yeah. I honestly couldn't give you a real reason why I like that number. Um, it was either that or eighty, and I think Tremaine Bell had eighty. Yep. That's yep. how I remember correctly. So I, I didn't have any other options. I knew it was better than what we got our freshman year. Let me get eighty, ninety-eight. Man, I think I was ninety-nine or something like that. I mean, that's you with a ninety-nine yeah. person of getting the game if you get in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had ninety-eight so right there next to you. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about pick three. It was just a number that I liked, and I kind of, I thought it kind of fit, and then just, just kind of ran with it and it stuck, and I, I kind of liked it. So it went that way. You know what, Riley Ethan um, brought up a good question in here, and he's a production guy that's in here. What it's the other teammate? He has a good question, and Ethan is we call him Big Sky. That's what Derek calls him, Big Sky. He's from Montana. And Ethan, ah. a, yeah, he's a big guy. He's from Montana, man. Twenty-two years old, man, and he's sharp. He's sharp as a tack. And he had a great question here. He goes, "Here's the question: Do you think track was more beneficial to your football development than what a seven-on-seven camp would be as 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 they do today? What do you think was more beneficial for you?" Oh, seven-on-seven. Uh, but I actually did seven on seven. We, I did a few passing leagues when I was in California my, my, my juniors and year before my before my uh, high school football coach, who was also my track coach. He left my senior year after football, so I didn't have to. I didn't have a track coach in okay. the track. But as far as yes, yeah, as, as, as far as I was concerned, uh, yeah, for seven on seven. With, with, as far as four, yeah, seven on seven by far because I don't think. As far as track was concerned, as far as my speed was concerned, 
everything up to that point was me. I mean, it wasn't, I didn't have any, you know, the, the things and techniques that are taught today at the track and that I taught kids over the years for our track, they weren't taught to me that way because probably it wasn't known that way. So mm-hmm. a lot of things that I did in track, it was pretty much God given. That was pretty much 99% of it was God given. So as far as football, that was more of that, that a lot of kids my age that I grew up with, yourself, I'm pretty sure. You know, you guys have the opportunity to play that Pop Warner, play useful ball to kind of get an understanding of the game and how it worked out. My only option with that was doing seven-on-seven in the summer for a couple of years. When I was in so, but I think seven-on-seven, without a shadow of a doubt, was more beneficial to my overall development as a football player, though. Riley, let me ask you this. When did you – when was it at Nebraska that you realized – I'm no longer playing high school. Was it a hit? Was it the way we practice? <laughs> what introduced you <laughs> to Nebraska football? Because I've got a few of my own, but I want to hear yours. When did you realize, man, I am not in California anymore playing? <laughs> when did it hit you you were playing big-time football in Nebraska? Tell me. Just think about that for a second. Hey, man, you already know. <laughs> Billy Wade. Billy Wade and D. White. That's David White and Billy Wade. They played deep as the line of linebacker at Nebraska. In our freshman year, we were in the Cook Pavilion, and we were on scout team. Yes. And, you know, typically in high school when you're playing running back, because I, I actually played running back in high school, once you got past the linemen, you kind of had, you know, a, a couple of steps with some gym bones, maybe a cut here, there you go. <laughs> well, well, you know, in, in college, though, these guys were a lot more mm, aggressive. <laughs> and so <laughs> I remember getting the running play, and I remember going across the middle, and I got past the line, and, and that was like part of the plan. And I made a stutter move, and the next thing that I remember was I was, uh, I think I was spitting out turf, <laughs> and the ball was rolling away from me because Billy Wade ran me down from the back and just ran through me. And, uh, yeah, that's when I realized, uh, yeah, I'm going to play receiver. (laughs) 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 I'm going to go out here where it's safe for guys of my size. And, folks, you listen to the listeners out there. Billy Wade played played defensive line and defensive tackle. David White. Uh, played linebacker and defensive end and had a very long career in the pros of the Buffalo Bills, uh, most notably. In fact, uh, David still, Big D, still lives up in uh, the Buffalo area. And I remember uh, you were hanging out with the running backs, and the next thing I know, you were in a meeting with the receivers. You was like, I'm done with that, man. <laughs> hey, I'm good. Thanks, though. I appreciate it, though. It's awkward, but, you know, I'm good. Riley, I see like Corey Dixon, and I'm like, yeah, Corey Dixon's smaller than me, and I mean, as far as height, you know, he's Corey Stagger's hell strong too. But I'm like, okay, I'm AD over there, but why am I over here though? With these guys like Calvin Jones, yeah. like well, these guys are big. Like, who, why am I over here, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> so that was what introduced you to college football. You know, the thing that I I know you remember this too, and we we all checked in. Because, you know, in high school, obviously, I did not have the speed even close to what you guys had, you know, but I, I love my, obviously, I love my high school right here in Lincoln, Lincoln High School, played receiver, etc. The biggest challenge, the biggest shocker was like you just mentioned, though, the speed of the game was so fast. 
And I remember in high school, and you remember this too, you can just run away from people. You know, I didn't have to release off the line of scrimmage. You just get away. You just run away from them. Remember in practice, Riley, when Coach Brown, none of us could get off the line of scrimmage. And Toby Wright, mm-hmm. folks, fans, <laughs> listen, you remember Toby Wright, also wore number mm-hmm. three. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And Kareem Moss. Remember Kobe Wright and Kareem mm-hmm. Moss came from JUCOs. None of us could get mm-hmm. off the line of scrimmage. Remember that? That was Mike Book. Yes. That was Mike Booker. Yes. That was Mike Booker. And the only one who could do it was Corey Dixon and Abdul. That was it. That they was, was it. They, they did it easy. Like, it was like, like, like it was no problem. But me and you, I know at least me and you. Whole mind, mind couldn't get off either. Maybe even Vagel. Yep. Johnny V. We had problems. Yes. <laughs> yes. We were getting assaulted at the line of scrimmage, weren't we? <laughs> we were getting physically assaulted. I want to follow charges, but I couldn't. <laughs> and Riley, this leads in to what we talked about earlier. And Derek was talking about this earlier as far as we were talking about how we did things at Nebraska as far as culture. We eventually learned how to get off the line of scrimmage. How, how did the older guys play a role in teaching you and myself and the others? In regards to what position you played, how did that play a role in your success and learning how to do things the Nebraska way as far as football goes? Well, for me, I consider myself very green when they came to the sport of football. I mean, I, was, I consider myself green. Yeah, I know I was up with the guys who've been playing for years, but I was still considered green. So they would tell me little tricks to the trades and certain things. I listened to it with, with you know, giant ears, and I'm listening to everything like a sponge, good or bad. But as I grew older, I learned to decipher the bad and the good. But yeah, I took a lot of that stuff in, and you know, especially with some like Corey and Abdul, like because they were guys who were shifty, fast, had great hands, but knew the game. Like Corey's more more track guy as far as the way I related to him, as far as track wise, and Abdul is more the guy, the California guy that related to football wise. But they came together, and it's like. I learned so much from both of them two years by by themselves, man. I mean, believe it or not, AD, you taught me a lot too. I mean, like it wasn't necessarily just the older guys and the older culture. For me, it was just the guys who had played the sport, and you guys at all, in my eyes, played a lot longer than I had. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to soak it up. Like, I mean, you played receiver. I didn't play receiver until I got to yeah. Nebraska. So I'm, you know, I watch everything. I mean, the main thing that I did learn, though, which I think you and I both probably didn't learn very fast mm-hmm. was how to fall on the turf. Mm-hmm. Um, because for those who are listening, there's a certain, the turf we had back in the day that we played on, it was, it was comparable to like mm, sandpaper. So when you fell on it, you would lose <laughs> a little bit of your skin. So we, AD and myself, we didn't know how to fall. You got to fall and roll. Yes. You don't roll, you just slide. Well, your skin stays in place if your body keeps moving, so you need a lot of your skin. So the best thing that I learned was how to roll over because, hey, you can attest to this when I stay at your house that over Thanksgiving. Oh, man. And I had those bandages on my knee. Tons of them. Because <laughs> my knee was gone. Yeah, that was the best thing that I learned was how to fall in the turf. So, Riley, uh, this is Chris again. I got another question for you. Um, back in the good old days, Nebraska used to shuttle into plays uh, with the receivers. I was just wondering if you and Coach Osborne ever had any men- memorable interactions um, shuttling, shuttling, shuttling in the plays. AD, a- was this your question? No. I think you're trying to call me out a little bit. No, okay, no, 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 no. 
Okay. Here's the deal. I promise had, you that's all right. It, it wasn't in the game. It wasn't in the game. It was in the scrimmage. And it was my freshman year, maybe my maybe my freshman year, I think. And at that time, yeah, we ran the place in and out the game. Before scrimmage, it was pretty intense. Our scrimmages were like games, so it was pretty intense. And, you know, as a freshman, you want to be able to call these plays and come in. And, and I couldn't recall a play now to this day, but I was just making it up. Like, so maybe like power left, 32 trap, wing wide, swing wide open, X pose, right? Sounds pretty easy. And I'm like, okay, I got this. So Coach Osborne, I was on the sideline, and he tells me to play, and I ran to the, to the huddle like, like my back has ever ran to the field. I was sprinting onto the field. I ran in the huddle so fast. I got in the huddle. Did you black out? Like, what's the play? <laughs> and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the play. <laughs> A timeout was called, <laughs> and the play had to get shuffled in. But no, other than that, I mean, a lot, a lot of times we, when I when I was on the sideline, as far as being in place, the in place, like I think, I think everyone had absolutely a play that they were, like, designated as. Like, I was the reverse guy. I mean, no, by no means. I don't think anybody else ran the reverse besides me, you know, because I was just the guy who ran the reverse, and then you had other guys who may run, run the crossing routes and tight ends had their flag. I mean, it was everybody had their own thing. So I, I didn't really have too many issues with bringing in plays and like that. But as far as memorable ones, that's by far the most one that I've ever had was the one that I bought to play in and forgot to play. Mm-hmm. Riley, we had a question that came in on the, on the text line here. This is, Riley, explain how playing on the field turf in Memorial Stadium was like versus playing on natural grass. Um, as far as heat, um, mm. it's a lot hotter on turf. I mean, at least the turf that we played on, it wasn't yes. as synthetic as it is now. It was, it, it was, it was probably was, it was closer to like maybe like, like loom carpet, carpeting. It wasn't mm-hmm. very like pile of carpeting. It wasn't very um, forgiving and what have you. So it was pretty hot. Um, and But the benefits of it was you did get more faster on it because you were able to make better cuts and, 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 and get better grip, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It, the offset to that, though, was because you could be, get a better footing on it. A lot of guys sustained injuries because of yes. the turf being the way it was. So... A lot of guys didn't like it. Some guys did. I wasn't. I, I wasn't different to either one. I, I didn't. It didn't matter if it was grass or turf. But mm-hmm. I preferred to play on turf after I had been here for a while, um, just because of the Midwest being the weather. I mean, we practice every now and then, and the, and the grass is wet and it's, and it's you know it's muddy, and it's just not a good situation to be in. So I prefer to be on turf mm-hmm. in the wintertime, especially. You know, Riley, I've always believed that kind of this saying I've always had in my head that grass gives, but turf hurts. You know, because if you made a cut on the grass, you would slide a little bit, and sometimes you didn't want to slide as much, but at least your ACL and MCL would still be in place on that turf, especially at the technology we had at that time. It wasn't advanced as it is now. So when you cut back then, oh, you, you're, that leg was going. It was cut in regards if you wanted to or not, and it would just stop. You know, your body weights keep yeah. going, and those ligaments would just keep rolling on too. Riley, a quick question here I want to ask you, man. Just the, the national championship game is coming up on Monday, all right? You got two powerhouses. Um, as receivers, we were often – I mean, you, you watch games, and I know th- those of you folks that are listening right now, if you go back and watch the old tapes in Nebraska and you hear the commentators, whether it's on radio that we're on now, whether it's on national television, and they would say Coach Brown would coach the team, the receivers, and Coach Osborne, they demanded 
that we were the most ferocious blockers in college football. You came from a background to where, you know, you were, you were running. And like you said, you were green behind the ears. You'd only played organized football for three years before going to college. And it wasn't like you went to a small mm-hmm. school. You went to a major powerhouse. And you went from running back to receiver to learning to catch the ball, run routes your position, to also becoming a ferocious blocker. And what you were you were a dang good one, man. A dang good blocker. And with level guys, what was this, what was the mindset? that you had to have to play that type of the physicality we had during them. Because Coach Osborne shared a stat not too, not too many years ago, and I'm not sure what the exact number is. I have to ask him this sometime. But the percentage of teams that lost the following week after they played us because oh, they were so physically yeah. beat up from playing us. And Coach, they would always tell us, punish the perimeter. Will you tell yeah. – we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want you to think about the mindset that had to go in of playing physical football. We'll be right back with you. This is a 30 second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. 